Hello, Miss Jenna. We'll pretend like we didn't just talk for a whole entire hour. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Miss Tara. How are you? I'm good and glad that we figured this uh, technical thing out. So here we are for round two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll be, you know, as incredibly interesting this time around as that we were last time. <laughs> so, okay. Craziness aside, now that we are able to hear each other, mm -hmm. how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, it, like I had said, it like in round one, it's so wonderful to finally talk to you. I know. <laughs> We've known each other for like 15 years through like MySpace and Facebook, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that I probably, I think we probably met each other like around 2006 on MySpace. Yep, That's yep. what I'm thinking, 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. So both very young. Now we're not young. <laughs> well, I guess that's relative. Depends on uh, who you're talking to, right? Right. <laughs> on whether we're young or not. So, um, all right. Well, here we go. Let's talk again. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about stuff and right. things. So, um, we talked before about your music and um, like what, it, how, how you got inspired to do it, how you lost your voice and found it again. And so, I guess just kind of go back through that and... Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, when I was, like in 2002, I like literally woke up one morning and could not speak. <laughs> And um, and it's not that I couldn't speak, it, it, it hurt if I tried to speak. So, um, it hurt if I tried to sing. So, um, and it's so weird, like something you, like, absolutely, it is your, your, your freedom, your love, like singing. And I came to associate that after a while with, like, pain. So, I just, it, it, the thought of, like, just trying to sing again was terrifying. Yeah. And I worked with a with a speech therapist for probably like five or six years. Wow. And this woman, like, I'm not saying she um she opened the door like for me to I mean I had to walk through, but she she understood the emotional piece and the feelings of um the metaphorical the metaphorical feelings of like having no voice. And yeah. Tied into this whole convoluted psychogenic thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the way I kind of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you did have some physical, actual physical, um, cause I, didn't you have to have nodes removed or you had surgeries no, or something? Um, no, I, um, I had a Botox injection in my vocal cords and that was a lot of fun. Let me tell you. Um, that's not some fun. That was in theory that, cause, um, the doctor that I saw in Boston could visibly see that my muscles were like spazzing like crazy. Um, so that was what was causing the pain when I would try to sing or speak. So the theory was, you know, like the Botox would relax those muscles. Okay. It made me very breathy for a couple of weeks. So I, I sounded, you know, like had that breathy um, kind of, I, I couldn't like really, I, if I wanted to yell, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so that, um, so it, it was a long like process of like, and, and like I, I had told you before, I had really kind of discovered swans a few years prior to that. 
to, to this like happening. Um, and it was um, like we were talking about Jerboa and she was like such a big inspiration in terms of like yeah she used her voice and like in the fearless way she would just like I, I think I read in an interview once she said that she had been classically trained but had to unlearn it all yes to sing like more expressively um so I kind of in probably looking back at some of my early demos like I was probably just like oh you know I'm gonna try like this thing that Jerbo did you know so, yeah like, you know just try to like use my voice in a way that wasn't um, maybe kind of, I don't know if orthodox is the word, but like at least the way a lot of vocal coaches would have you like right. want to like sing, you know, like I, I was saying before, like, you know, feeling when I did have voice lessons in, in high school that they just wanted to mold me into this vocal baby, you know, that they had like this kind of like, you know, very um, like kind of classical. And it's great to have that I have the classical training in terms of like breath control and right. uh, different you know things visualizations to like kind of get your get in the right mode to sing well yeah i don't have any of that, what, that? i don't have any of that <laughs> well i kind of like will still like experience like flare-ups of like the, the, the losing the voice if i really feel vulnerable mm. or um unsafe not necessarily physically but if i'm feeling like intimidated or and, and i'll feel it clenched i'm like oh shit. so i kind of had to like um get in this place where i could really visualize and remember what it felt like to use my voice properly yeah so it, it kind of like um it's interesting yeah so i i i can get into this mode and it's kind of like this place in my head um where my voice will be we're just Completely, you know, um, it, it'll feel like it, it like it used to feel when I used to do like theater and sing like all the time, and it, it, it was my it was my thing. I mean, it was, um, you know, I had a terrible stutter when I was a kid, and when I would um, I, I would just like sing through it, and like I, you know, if I couldn't, um, singing was where I could use always feel like I had had an outlet and then when i didn't have that outlet it was kind of like i don't know i i felt very kind of like disconnected from a lot of like i just kind of like you lost your identity i did yeah 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 i kind of like you know and it's um yeah i mean i mean i i mean i had like the um I mean, I always loved to draw and stuff, but as I had said, like, you know, music and singing was, was my first love. Yeah. In the, the art and the painting kind of happened later. Yeah. So, um. Do you think you kind of started painting, um, when you lost your voice or like as maybe sort of a backup way of expressing yourself, maybe? Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Like, um. I, um, well, b before I started painting, I would just like smear oil pastels and all over paper and just kind of yeah. like, um, as I was going through it, yeah, I, I started like, like exploring, like doing visual stuff just to have, yeah, like to have an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, and I, like I said, I, I worked with a, a, an amazing speech therapist who, like, really got the, um, the emotional piece in, in the feeling that I think, like, a lot of younger women, like, when this happened, I was in my early 20s, you know, when it first started happening, and I think just that feeling of, like, not having a voice, like, metaphorically, yeah. like, like, what is our voice? What do we... Right. Like, how can we express, like, how do we express things and feel like we're being authentic, but also um, and true to ourselves, but like, how do we um, like find our identity, especially when we're, when we're feeling in a place where, you know, um, I mean, what I was at the time, I, when I did lose my voice, I was in a horrible relationship. So I just like an abusive, he, he was very verbally abusive. And it's funny because I, I started um, tape recording him after I had heard that, that um, track you see through me on Michael Jarrah's, um, so I'm yeah. like, tape this motherfucker and I'm gonna like show him what he sounds like. And uh, like years later, I listened to it, I'm like, oh my God. Like, no wonder I felt like I had no voice, like right. listening to like like him, like just screaming at me. I'm like, oh my Lord. So, um, but I mean, that's that's certainly not the entire piece, but I just feeling like, just it, it was almost like a claustrophobic feeling yeah at that time like um i didn't really know where to turn for like that outlet yeah in, in that kind of like escape yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and i think you were saying it's like you have to like well you kind of get into a point where you kind of just leave in a sense where where you you're just just completely immersed in your your performing and you're not really caring about or not really like it doesn't really matter like how you're standing or like what you're saying right. like you just let the music take take you where it needs to yeah. go and just follow it yeah yeah but, um that's always the goal yeah sort of that i guess it's sort of a zen thing of like become nothing you know where you're not cognizant of the world around you what's going on in the room how you're moving, anything like that. It's all like, it's, it's a weird meditative thing where even your breath becomes this cyclical. Oh yeah. Pattern. Yes. And it's almost like you're, there are certain songs that Mike and I do now um, that my voice has to become a cyclical. I don't even know how to describe it, but in order to perform the parts that I have to perform, it has to become this cyclical breathing, uh, almost like a circular breathing kind of thing where the, yeah. the sound comes out and then it comes back in. And, and it's hard to sort of achieve that when there's so many distractions around you from, from the dog to, you know, my kid and like traffic driving by and whatever else going on. But that's always the goal. And like, we were talking about earlier about how you know do you become this conduit where it either either you're tapping into parts of yourself that are have no other outlet and they sort of peek their head out when you get to this state or is it other things using you as a vessel you know obviously i have no answer nobody really has an answer for it but interesting it's an interesting concept to think of um that maybe you can like sort of let your guard down enough mm -hmm. 
you allow either parts of yourself that you normally keep kind of hidden away or other things potentially to come through you. Um, and like you, you know, it, it's kind of is sort of in a way like what Jarbo does where, you know, you can hear five different songs that she sings and she's got a different voice on each song. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like almost like different um, characters or yes, yes. manifestations. Yes. yes. And even like, I don't do it quite as dramatically, but like even if you go back sort of through like my musical history, mm-hmm. my voice from the Burning Circle is definitely different from what I'm doing now and like on the solo releases and and I, I played around a little bit with um, like different vocal techniques and stuff on my solo stuff more so than within Lycia because Lycia is a very kind of structured thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas my solo stuff is just like, whatever, like, it's kind of like taking a handful of stuff and throwing it at the wall and whatever sticks. <laughs> next. So it's yeah. kind of a different thing. And like, so I kind of think that's what you're talking about, where trying to find a different voice and um, that sort of thing. Or trying, yeah, like, like, when I was like, really like fighting to try to like, use my voice and try to get my voice back it was kind of like um yeah i wanted to approach it from like a different angle yeah like how do i like take these different roads to come back to my true authentic voice yeah it means but like um like what are the avenues for that and i was just kind of really exploring that at that time yeah i also found like you know, you know, if you actually like think about how you're breathing and you like micromanage yourself, you like, how am I breathing in this song? You will fuck up because you're just so hyper focused on it. Right. So, um, or hyperventilate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, like when I would get to like that, if I really started thinking about like how I was using my voice or like what's going on like physically or like then, you know, things would start to like clench up and stuff again. But I think that, um, um, in terms of, uh, yeah, it's to find, I'm sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you're right, though. I think, um, I guess that's probably why I never, this sounds bad, but I never really pursue a ton of training on stuff because I feel like, for me, that would stifle my like that would become the focus instead of just doing yes so like because i would be like oh i'm doing this wrong i need to be doing it like this i need to sing like this i need to breathe like this i need to hold my throat this way i need to hold my diaphragm instead of just letting it come out and like just yeah yeah. i'm sure i'm sure i completely do everything wrong i'm sure of it i probably don't breathe correctly i probably don't you know whatever yeah. Um, and I'm sure I could learn some valuable tips and whatever, but it's like, A, who has the time? Yeah. B, uh, I, at this point, it's kind of like teaching an old dog a new trick. And <laughs> like, you know, maybe if I was 20 something years old and I had to, a live career that I needed to make sure that I didn't fry my, vo- my vocal cords. Yeah, I, um, 
you know. Yeah, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, my well, well, my voice has changed physically. Um, so it's like working with what I have now is is very is it's different because I sing completely differently than I did when I was you know 20 years old. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I don't have that crystalline soprano kind of range that I used to have. I screamed and smoked that one away. <laughs> um, but um, I, you know, just um, I, I really enjoy singing in the deep contralto, kind of where I write most of my songs on the guitar. And I found like learning the guitar took the, the focus off of like trying to micromanage what my body was doing. Right. And it kind of like gave me that outlook, like I'm focusing on the guitar and you know more so i'm not like I, i'm just letting things kind of like specifically with the voice just kind of like it, it just gave me the freedom to just not think about it and right have, have something else to kind of focus on so right I, when i play the guitar i um definitely sing better and, and i could um pretty much like play and sing at the same time which i had a friend who's like Oh, I couldn't, you know, like sing off on the guitar like for like six years, you know, for playing the guitar. I, I just, you know, but but it definitely um, has changed my whole like approach to how I write songs and stuff too. Having learned the guitar and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I can. I can't concentrate on more than one thing at a time. Oh, I don't I, either. Yeah. I. I. I mean, in my real life, I can. Mm -hmm. But in music, I can't. Um, I can't play and sing at the same time, and I think it's because I'm not truly a musician. Um, like when I played keyboards live and stuff, I'm good at memorizing things. So if Mike showed me something, then I would memorize it. But if I had to be able to do that and feel and and sing and you know, because I you know, it's feeling. Music is feeling, obviously. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't divide my I can't divide my attention. Yeah, I, I can't I can't play keyboards and sing at all. Yeah. Like, like if I have tracks with keyboards, I always just do separate tracks and then do the vocals after or whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, on, yeah. not easy. I feel like um I feel like that's a, a next level talent that I just don't have. <laughs> I mean I, I, I we talked about this earlier too, like I don't, I don't think that what I do is actually special. It's just, um, this is just the voice that I have. And so I, I have a hard time taking credit for any of it because it's not like I planned to have this voice. It's just the voice that my genetics gave to me. And when I sing, this is the sound that comes out. So I can't really take credit for that any more than I can take credit for the fact that my eyeballs work or <laughs> you know what I mean like my digestive tract functions mm. my, you, know, you know what I mean like mm -hmm. my voice is my voice this is the voice I was born with I don't I can't take credit for that right those people who can like sing and play like you have to teach yourself to play an instrument you're not given that innate talent like you have to train yourself to do that mm. I don't have to train myself to sing so to be able to do both those things, I think, is a super special talent that people have because one is sort of innate and the other one is not, mm. I guess. So I'm sure people would argue with me with that because a lot of people are trained singers. 
Yeah. Not. So that's um, that's not a thing. Like, for you know, I think, um, you know, and like I said before, I would rather listen to somebody who's got like real connection to like the soul of the music, for lack of a better yeah. word. And yeah. Who is like perfectly like, you know, has I, years of vocal training and perfectly, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. I think that's why I didn't really like choir because it was like you're singing somebody else's music mm. in a voice that's just kind of generic. Yep. And, and, and in choir, of course, you, you you can't like stand out too much. You have to right. kind of like, you have to be part out. of the key. Yeah. That's funny too. You said you were a soprano. I was a first soprano mm. in in high school, and I'm like, I don't think I could get to that range anymore. Yeah. Even like even the the songs I did on the Burning Circle, I sang at a really high range. Mm. I don't know. I haven't tried to sing at that range in a long time. I wonder yeah. if I can even pull it off. I, I, I tried to sing um, an aria the other day that I had sung in high school. Yeah, that wasn't so good. Yeah. <laughs> My voice is very kind of like notes breaking and things. And no. <laughs> yeah. I think I can do it a, a short term, but like to get through an entire song at a high register would probably be really hard. And like you, you said you, you know, physically lost your voice. I did too, because when we moved out here, all of a sudden I had all these allergies that I didn't have in Ohio. And so my head was, my head was literally impacted for over a year. Like I couldn't breathe through my nose for, for over a year. And, um, <laughs> and so of course you can't sing if you can't breathe. Like if oh, you have yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. so I, I couldn't sing for a long time and I could remember people asking me to, you know, to do vocals and stuff, and I couldn't do it. And I thought, well, this is it. I'm done. You know, your voice is gone. What can you do? So, um, yeah, that was a scary thing for me, too. And it was a sad thing because, I, I mean, I can specifically remember um, a couple of people wanting to do some collaborations with me, and I couldn't do them because I physically had no voice. Right, so, right. Oh, it's, it's the worst when you want to sing and you can't. <laughs> He's showing us caterpillars. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I saw that uh, the picture on Instagram. I think earlier. Oh, you're silly. <laughs> yes, we have two different sets of caterpillars in our house right now. But um, yeah, it was a scary thing. So I can imagine that being, you know, your most important voice, mm. physically and you know, spiritually or whatever. It had to have been scary thinking that that might be gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I wasn't sure. Like, I was so confused internally just in terms of, like, what the hell was going on? Because I wasn't believing the doctors at this point. Right. We had a doctor, like, examine my vocal cords with a dental mirror and then tell me um, that she had reported me to, like, their local, their, their staff psychiatrist, and she thought I was just crazy and... But then when I went to the doctor in Boston, they could see the muscles where they used a more sophisticated equipment to examine my vocal cords. They were just kind of like muscles surrounding them were just kind of all over the place. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. The hamster. <laughs> we have a hamster. Aww. <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> hey, babe. Yeah. Um, and so we talked a little bit before about sort of your creepy stuff because I always like to talk about our creepy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Spooks and ghosts and yeah. spirits. 
person. So far, I haven't seen any weird um, lights in this video so far. So okay. <laughs> I'll let you know if I see anything weird. But okay. so you were talking about your apartment and having some experiences there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was like, I think about a year ago in the apartment that I lived in, they were built in the 60s and they have like um, that kind of decor still and it's, it's, it's they're um i was like sleeping and i was probably on that teetering on that like hypnagogic state so i was kind of like not sure exactly but i literally sat up and said what the fuck because i felt covers being pulled off of me yeah that's scary a year ago yeah yeah so i i actually have like a friend who is going to do a house blessing and just try to like like not enough stage in the world for this shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Um I've never had anything like that, but I have definitely felt things like uh the bed move and um Ugh. hands sort of touching you, but I've never had like blankets ripping off torn off me. That's pretty scary. Done. Yeah. And you said that you just saw your door move too. Your well, cover it's not that it just like the door move, but it, it was the way it moved. It was like almost a very deliberate kind of, um, it, 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 the door had been ajar. I mean, there, there was no windows open or anything. Um, it, and it was just, you know, door was half open and all of a sudden it just kind of moves in a very deliberate way. And I remember I was thinking kind of, um, I was kind of meditating like in, in a, just on something like, um, I, my best friend is a Wiccan priestess and I was just kind of thinking, um, just having read about some of the different, um, beliefs and stuff like that. I was just kind of, um, oh my God, Tara, where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> you were, you were repeating some kind of mantra or something or? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was, I was having, I was like visualizing something in something that was, for, for lack of a better word, of this maybe like spiritual, like I, I felt like I was kind of like dissociating for a second. And that's when the door kind of moved. And I was like in, a, in this really kind of creepy way. And I was, and, and, and like, I definitely feel like dark energy in a couple spots in my apartment. I mean, I haven't seen stuff. Like, yeah. I, like I, I can definitely feel like hot and cold, like shifts in temperature in certain parts yeah you know and it, it, it's really strange and like vibes do you feel like vibes in certain spots oh oh for sure yeah yeah like yeah. um it's almost like a very dark in my kitchen it's almost like a very dark and it feels like a very feminine but a very dark huh. thing if that makes any sense I, I don't know it's just the impression that i kind of feel like it, it I, I mean it's i i don't really i haven't really like, it's just, I don't know. It's hard to kind of explain. Yeah. yeah. So I, I also know that, okay, here's an interesting question. Yeah. I know that you're having issues with your neighbor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are they at all touching, like, is their apartment at all touching um, the part of your house that feels creepy? Uh, no, they're, like, directly across the hall. Okay. But they're... Okay. It's they're very it's it's a very like the apartments are very, everyone's like on top of each other. It's very close living proximity. So do they? Uh, is it a female or a male that it, lives across? Yeah, she's 
she like every time I try to pick up my guitar, she's like banging on my door and screaming at me. I'm like, really? And it's not like yeah. I like, get an amp in there and I go, I get a <laughs> up to eleven. I'm playing my acoustic guitar. Right, know? right. <laughs> yeah, because people's TVs are louder than that. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, she's lived there for a couple of months, and you know, I she's kind of uh, like my anxiety level's been kind of through the roof the past few weeks. Well, yeah. Dealing with all this, all this stuff with it, and like having to like, um, like um, deal with like. Well, I, I mean, I call like the the, the housing and stuff. They they haven't. They just like, oh, ignore it. Okay. Oh well. Oh yeah. Okay. You know. So I, I right. feel like I I don't really know what I can do about it, but I I'll be damned if I can't play my guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's it's your house. What's up? Yeah. It's your house. You yeah, can do what exactly. you want. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering. Um, so you said she's only been there a couple months. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming this kind of weird stuff was going on before she moved in. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah like the, um, the, the incident where I like felt the covers was probably like a year ago. Covers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned that you lived around a lot of elderly people. Yeah, I, I live I live with primarily like an elderly population. Yeah. So perhaps you know some of the pet people have passed on or whatever, and oh yeah, for sure. Roaming yeah. the halls. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Thankfully, we don't really outside of my weird dream stuff have any um, creep stuff that goes on in our house but our house like we're the only people that have ever lived in it we built so nobody's ever oh, lived here, so not yeah. that there can still be stuff but um our house is not i don't get any creepiness here at all you know like when i wake up and i see stuff in the room oh, yeah that just happens yeah. sometimes like that happened last night as a matter of fact oh, well, last I night i was we mike got his second vaccine yesterday and so we decided we were going to let him have the bed to himself just so he could, because he didn't really feel that good. Oh, and I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Like, give him the bed. He could stretch out and have his quiet to, to himself or whatever. So my, uh, Dirk and I slept out on the couch, and um, I had fallen asleep, and I heard these weird sort of noises that sounded like almost like an a electronic hum type sound. And I opened my eyes and I saw a pink glowing light about this big. Oh, shit. And I watched it and it went away. And that happened actually several more times um, that night uh, where I would fall asleep, wake up, and I would see a glowing pink. I don't know what it is. It, I'm sure it's just your brain doing its thing. But, or is it? But, I mean, there's been other ones where I've seen actual, like, people. Um or like you saw the predator I've seen yeah I've seen yeah I've seen the predator like a guy that looks like predator I've seen spiders two or three times and they're always like you know this big they're not like little eensy like real spider it's like it's like comically large spider um you know stuff like that but that's like that's I've had that going back to when I was uh, I want to say 20, 19, okay. 20 years old. And it happens periodically through the years. But that's kind of my only weird, I mean, I've been through a lot of weird stuff, but I, I don't I don't need to get into it every, every single time. Yeah, I've talked about that lots of times over there. But um, 
so yeah, there's no weird vibes in our house, um, thankfully. But so I, and I hope that it stays that way because I don't like that kind of stuff like invading my personal space. You know what oh, I mean? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Like we went on a ghost hunt. Ow, Dirk, you're pulling my hair, bro. Sorry. We we went on a um, ghost hunt a couple years ago. There's a town um, in Arizona called Jerome. And it was an old mining town, a silver mining town. And then when the mines closed, everybody sort of left. So these buildings all sat vacant and like kind of like hippie art people kind of moved in. And squatted there and kind of took over the town. So now it's like this amazing... Um, really cool town and uh, like a lot it's an artist community like Maynard from Tool has uh, his wineries uh, shop there and yeah he has a his wineries up there and he has like a couple cool shops in town and whatever Um, but we went up there and they have two different companies in the town that do ghost tours and it was super fun like we went at night we had like the e-meters and everything you know and like you walk through the town and they like they give you sort of a history of um yeah i'll get there we we um had you know like they go from building to building and like tell you the stories of things in certain buildings and this and that and the other and like one like he was saying one of uh, one of somebody's spirit boxes did say something but we could not we nobody could hear like nobody understood what it said yeah it just it just sounded like a voice came through but it was unintelligible and it never happened again but i did find out one interesting fact so they told us because one of the main things in the town was that there was a brothel right oh, okay. yeah. and so the girls that were in the brothel were all paid a lot more money than the girls that kind of worked the camp down the hill mm-hmm. and this is this was i thought this was interesting that the chubby girls mm-hmm. made like four times the amount of money that the skinny girls made mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the the chubby girls were all in the brothel and the skinny girls were kind of like the wandering street girls. And I finally, a, sc- a win for the Chubsters. <laughs> it was interesting. I'm like, okay, all right. I guess I would have been wealthy back then. I'm just kidding. Dirk, you're pulling my hair, brother. Sorry. I'm just saying. It's like, it's interesting. Town that, the town that I live in, it's uh, it's it's a couple uh, towns over from Salem, and it was part of Salem during the whole witch trial. Yeah. Um, hysteria. Um, and uh, it's a really. I, I was having a conversation with my friend earlier. I, have you seen the movie Blue Velvet, the David Lynch movie? A long time ago, yeah. Well, it's kind of like that idea where it's like. It's, it's a suburban town. It's very like pristine white picket fences. Yeah. But then just this idea of like what lies beneath all that. Like it's just it's, right. it's like the sinister kind of like feeling in the land of, of the town that I live in, which is the town of Zambers. It's that there used to be a pretty um, well known psych ward or, or state hospital. Um, yeah, and, uh, where I grew up was literally like a mile from there, and you could see it up on the hill. Yeah. Um, so, like, 
is haunted. It's like the dark end of the street, so we never got like trick or treaters and you know, yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, I remember being in my mother's yard um, a couple of years ago and seeing the outline of a figure with like this top hat. Like, like I was looking at it, it was it was night. I was looking out in the dark, and I saw almost like um, like a, a purple, deep purple outline. I didn't see any detail, but it was like um, it it it, it and I saw it for a flash, and it, it, it I mean, it, it was interesting. But yeah, this this town. I mean, the town I live in. It's uh, the, the, a lot of history. I mean, like um, the Rebecca Nurse house. She was um, I, I'm sure you've heard. Yeah, she was um, hanged. Uh, yeah. Uh, her her house is like left untouched by time. It's a historic, wow. historical site, you know, that they usually close off. But I've snuck in there and taken some photos and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, no, the house is like untouched by time, and it's just so eerie that like it's walking cool. on that land, it just like it shivers. You know, this is funny because when we toured, you know, we went all over the country, and the Northeast definitely has a haunted vibe, like. Just, and I hate to go off vibes, but I always go off vibes. That's just, right. my, I always do. And that part of the country definitely always felt haunted to me. Hmm. Like uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, you know, all those places had a very old and and um, haunted feel to it. It's something like like emanating almost from the land. It's hard to, it's hard right. to kind of like, you know, articulate, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It definitely had its own vibe that was different from the rest of the country. Mm. Not in a bad way, just oh, no. you know, just a different way. You know, it felt different. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I could see how growing up there that might seep into into you, your character. You know, mm. just like. I mean, just like the Midwest has definitely has its vibe. And even in Ohio, and I grew up in Ohio, I lived in Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio had a very different feel to it than Central and Southern Ohio. Um, I don't know. But it, it kind of, Northeast Ohio sort of has a haunted vibe to it too to me. But it's almost more, this is going to sound so crazy. But like, it's almost like a Native American I, it's not haunted, but just like you can feel it in the like you can feel it. Oh yeah, being in the you know being in the woods and stuff up there. Like I don't know, it's just something that you can feel. I mean, to the point where I've actually written about it in um, in songs. Yeah. So I think that's interesting how there's subtle things like that that we grew up around mm. that you're maybe not even cognizant of it. But it kind of seeps into you, and then that even people that come there from someplace else pick up on it. That maybe something that you're just used to being around, like you don't even notice it anymore, you know. But then when other people come in, they're like, "Oh, what is this vibe?" Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it's cool. I'm interested in all that stuff, sort of like time and space. Um. Like I'm sure you have, I'm sure you feel this too. Like certain places that you go, you feel weirdly connected to it. Or like for me, um, if if I'm outside at night and I look up at the moon, there's like this weird, a weird sort of 
out of time and place feeling. Like it could be 2000 years ago, it could be current, it could be 3000 years into the future. There's like this weird timelessness about looking at the sky. Mm. And the sort of same thing happens with like the ocean or like here out in the desert because the desert is vastly untouched. Yeah. So it's pretty much you could pick up a rock that's been sitting there for a thousand years or whatever you know what i mean like it's and in fact sometimes you're out in the desert and you'll see seashells oh yeah it's really it's really interesting like where did they i mean they've been there for since when <laughs> you know what i mean it's just kind of fascinating to me yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Like uh, the ocean is like, yeah, like I, I don't know if I could live too far from the ocean. I, I, I just, I'm one of those like crazy people who will like go swimming in April in Massachusetts off the coast, you know, because I just like the um, rush and I'm kind of impervious to cold anyway. Yeah. I believe it or not, I'm an expert downhill skier or was when I was young. So I spent a lot of time in Northern Maine, you know, as a kid, like skiing. Yeah. I associated really cold weather with like freedom of like flying down a mountain. Yeah. Cause that at that time, that was like just the only time I could really feel like, you know, this I'm, I'm just flying down a mountain. I'm in my own head, my own, you know, that is like, this is mine. And I was free like doing that at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the ocean's like that same kind of thing. It's kind of like that uncanny, can't really describe it but it's kind yeah. Of, yeah you kind of connect with it in some weird way and it's a timeless kind of connection it, it's, yeah. yeah and it makes you sort of wonder it's like are you connecting to this sort of universal spirit of it you know or like you know maybe somebody who stood in that same place a thousand years ago and looked at the exact same thing you know i don't know it's it's i think that's kind of stuff is interesting Oh, yeah. And so another thing that um, is a sort of an area of interest of mine um, is the whole dream uh, world, I guess. Do you have a lot of very detailed dreams or are your dreams sort of like, do you remember your dreams or? Yeah, most yeah. of the time I do and they are hyper vivid. I feel pain in my dreams. Like if I'm being injured, I feel fear. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I have a lot, I used to have a lot of falling dreams as a kid, and I would literally feel like the flips in my belly, like I was actually falling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can kind of like, I can get into the state, like, because I, um, I started meditating. I, I need, like, a while ago, I took some meditation classes, but mostly I just kind of like did it on my own. And if I can get into that hypnagogic state where you're kind of on the, just on the edge of sleep, yeah i can kind of like i get these visuals like yeah. my eyes will be closed but i will like see faces yes. and shapes and, and you know um sometimes as clear as i can see you right now like some of the faces yeah but like and, and it's um whether that is like spirit guides or like you know past lives i honestly don't know or maybe it's just my brain, what my brain does when I'm getting ready right. to sleep and dream. Right. So, I mean, but it's, it's really um, peculiar because I can kind of get into that state and remain in my conscious and like have a conversation with you, but I can still be seeing this. Stuff. That's interesting. Cause I'm kind of like that too. Yeah. 
like when I daydream, because I daydream a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's kind of how I come up with a lot of my writing or whatever is that I daydream it. And it's so vivid that I can actually see the places and like, like I'm there. Yep. yep. And um, that's interesting. Yeah. And so also back in the day when I was like into the occult or whatever, mm -hmm. and I had a lot of weird stuff going on. Mm -hmm. There were times that if I would be sitting, like, let's say I was watching TV in the dark if I looked away from the television and I focused and concentrated, I could kind of do that and I, where I would see faces. Okay. And this is going to sound absolutely nutty, mm. but it would almost be like there would be a triangle and faces would be going like this through the triangle and like different ones would come forward and kind of go like looking through this triangle, almost like it was a window or a doorway. Okay. And the longer I stared at it, the clearer it would get. And I would be like too afraid to look away from it, but I would then make, but I would get freaked out. So I would force myself to look away from it and like to the TV. And then I would look back like, is it still there? Is it still there? Mm. And again, is it your brain? Because if you focus on something long enough in the dark, I feel like you can sort of make make yourself see things, right? Oh, but it was so it was so like obvious. I don't know, but it was almost. But it wasn't like it was like in vivid color or anything. It would be like kind of light. It would just look sort of like light, almost like a black and white kind of image, like electricity almost. Yeah. I don't know. Very weird. I don't, I don't think I've ever told anyone that before. <laughs> because I never really thought, like, I just kind of pushed it aside as, like, just whatever. You know, my brain doing weird stuff or yeah. being crazy or whatever, you know, which I'm not crazy. But I don't think anybody's crazy. But it, it I don't know. I never, I don't think I ever told anyone that before because it was just such a strange thing that I kind of like forced myself not to think about too hard. Right, right. Because I didn't know what it was, you know, kind of. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I kind of am like you where if I'm in that sort of in-between state between almost awake, mm -hmm. I can even sort of move, like know what's going on in the dream and like be in control of it as opposed to just kind of being along Kind of like lucid dreaming, or yeah. kind of like direct your dreams. Like, yeah, I can kind of do that. Like, if I'm if I'm having a really bad nightmare, I can pull myself out of it now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, oh yeah, but like like technicolor dreams, and, and I do usually remember them. Yeah, me too. It's rare, that I, it's rare that I have a night that I don't remember actually. Yeah, same. At least some snippet. Yes, even if it's just like an impression. Right, yeah, like the vibe. And you ever have like one of those dreams that like the vibe just stays with you, the feeling stays with you like all day? Sometimes longer than a day, yeah. yeah. If and, it's a really like dark dream or disturbing dream, it could just like, yeah. like alter your whole mood and your whole perception yeah. for like a while, yeah. But on the flip side of that, sometimes it'll be a really good dream too. You'll just be like, oh, I want to go back there so bad. That dream was so happy and whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, 
know. Like you have a dream, um, a vibe of somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you don't remember what the dream was, but you know that a certain person was in that dream. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, I, I love, love dreams. I love. What's that? I love dreams. Like I love. Oh, just, like what are they? You know, I think some dreams are just your brain making stuff up. But then other dreams have, like, a different feel to them, and it makes you wonder, like, you know, are we traveling to other dimensions? Are we viewing other dimensions? Are, you know, we don't know. Mm, yeah, I know. I know some people are completely – some people are like, that's ridiculous. It's just your dream or it's just your brain, whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think maybe, like – I heard someone say once, that like, if, if you're – um. If, if you don't dream on a specific night or don't remember a dream, it's because you've traveled to someone else's dream. And oh, that's interesting. I think that was, I think it was in the Lori Anderson word piece years ago from the 80s or something. But anyway, yeah. it, it just makes you kind of like think about it. It's like, in, um, yeah, dreams. And um, daydreaming, yeah. I had a therapist tell me once not to daydream because I could like get like, out of touch with reality i'm like fuck you i'm an artist i have to daydream it's like how i get like that's how i create yeah i know this, this was a while ago but still i mean i fired her i'm like no tell me not to yeah plus <laughs> two i don't i'm sure you probably do this too like if i'm falling asleep at night mm-hmm. i'll daydream to put myself to sleep oh sure yeah, yeah i i just I live to escape through dreams. I just love it. Hmm. Oh no! Oh no! I, I I can't sleep if I just like lay there. I have to kind of like yeah, engage my mind in some sort of a yes scenario, dream, what have you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, I have like full it's like stories written in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you like hear music and like. This has happened to me where I've heard music in my dreams and I think it's someone else and then I realize it's me. It's my song. And so like I I, I have to keep like I, I used to keep a handheld tape recorder like you know Dale Cooper and Twin Peaks, you know, the little yeah. and I it just like if I would wake up just like force myself to just like dictate something or if it's a melody, just hum it just so I don't forget it. Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah I've had certain things like that. Um Definitely. I know that Mike does, like, if Mike is working on something and he can't figure it out, he's the kind of person that won't give up on something. So he'll, like, work on something till he figures it out. But, it, like, there's been times where he's been recording or he's, uh, he's trying to do some technical thing with the program or something like that, and he can't figure it out. And so he'll stop for the day or whatever. And like the middle of the night, he'll wake up having dreamt how to fix that problem. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he'll, sure enough, he'll wake up the next day. He goes and he does it. And he and it's happened more than once. Like hmm. it's happened multiple times. So it's really, it, that's, uh, that's fascinating to me because he's solved like a lot of technical problems hmm. in his dreams. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Oh, that is interesting, and like, and also that like people share a lot of weird, like some of the strange symbolism, like that people share. Like, like I have this um, I've had this dream for years about my teeth either being knocked out, crumbling out. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, you know, falling dreams, all, you know, just, you know, and I've, I've spoken to a lot of people who have the, the, the dream with the teeth. I have it too. We do? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Where they're always like, like uh, they're crumbling. My teeth will just start cracking apart and falling out of my mouth. Yeah, that's it. They usually are not getting like violently knocked out, but like it's right. always losing my teeth, crumbling out or falling out or, yeah. yeah. Well, and then of course the classic that everybody has of being in school naked or like trying to find a bathroom and you can't find a bathroom. Yeah. And I, do you have this dream where you're in school or at work and then all of a sudden you realize like you haven't been to class for like six months and all of a sudden you're like oh crap i forgot i was supposed to be in this class for like six months and then you've got a test and you're panic stricken and yeah. um like we used to uh, mike and i used to both have dreams where we have to play a show mm -hmm. and we haven't practiced at all like all of a sudden you're just like oh you got to play a show we haven't practiced in like forever oh, and you your songs you don't know any of your lyrics you forgot how to play them all and like you have to get on stage like right now mm. <laughs> we both have those dreams I, I i have dreams and i've been having them a lot lately that i have to go back to high school and repeat my yes. for whatever reason that like i didn't graduate or whatever or I, I didn't get enough credits or whatever reason but yeah like going back and in going to high school again for like and it's like <laughs> It's That's a panic like, as, as if it wasn't, you know, like difficult enough the first time around, you know? Right. Yeah, I have dreams about work like that too, where I'll realize that I haven't done any of my work mm. and I start panicking because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, I'm going to get fired. I haven't been doing my job this whole time and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's just, I mean, it's clearly stress dreams, obviously. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting with the symbolism and dreams that we all kind of universally have the same like themes, yes. like with the teeth yes. and falling and, you know, going, having to be back in high school. I mean, and it's established enough that you can say, okay, I had a dream last night about a white horse and you can Google search dream about a white horse. Mm. Information will come up about, you know, what right. people think was a means or whatever. Of course, you got the, you know, the books of dreams and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to tell you something I totally forgot. The, the, the older I get, the, the less I can hold on to a thought for very long. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I know hormones don't, um, are not kind to us ladies. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you know, they, they always say, um, like, pregnant ladies get pregnant brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you when you're when because your hormones are crazy, mm -hmm. you get real scatterbrained sometimes, oh, and I feel, like, I feel like that stayed with me even after I, even after I had Dirk. Like I don't think I've fully gotten my my brain back, and I, I, I have zero hope that it's going to happen at this point. <laughs> but I used to be able to remember like everybody's name and like mm -hmm. where what you were wearing, what happened that day. And now I'm like, literally, someone will say, hi, my name's Jenna. And it'll literally go right out, like straight through my eye and back out the back of my head. And like, you never even said it. I, it's oh, the no, worst. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Cause it's, I feel like I'm being so rude, but I, I can't help it. It's. Yeah. I, I find that I'm talking about lately. I, like I, I talk, I'm talking about something and think I have some sort of point to make and then it's, whoop, it's gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Relatable. I think I 
think a lot of us go through that. And like they say, like with women, the older that we get, when the hormones start doing their thing, yeah, you get scatterbrained and whatever. I don't know. It's not fun. <laughs> like I forget everything. Like I can read a book and enjoy the whole book and then six months later i can't or maybe not even six months later i can't tell you what the name of the author was what the name of the book was i can reread it again and only have vague memories that i've read it before i'm gonna do the same thing with like movies and stuff i can be fully fully invested in something watch it and be in it and then later I don't remember what happened. I can't tell you any of the character names, you know. It's like we watched Game of Thrones all those years, and I'm like, that. you know that one guy that, like, I never knew any of their names. <laughs> it's like, you know the one guy that has blonde hair? Yeah, that guy? Yeah, him? Never know anybody's name. The only thing I'm, like, super nerdy about, like, and remember everything, it's like, with music, like, I can tell you, like, if I like a band, I will get, like, at least back in the day, when you know people like bought CDs, I, I, it's so weird to like. I still have like a thousand CDs in my living room. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, oh, where was it going? Um, Remembering of, everything. Going out of your brain. Well, I'm sorry. Remembering everything. Oh yeah. Um, oh yes. Um, I can remember like like if, if I like if I if I really am nerdy about something and really have a specific interest in like certain bands or like just speaking of the music i can tell you like what albums they came out who like produced them like like it just stuff just like stays in my brain but it doesn't do like with other things yeah i never had that gift either i used to be able like when i was young and i was super like would get obsessed with bands i could do that but it's almost like once i started doing music professionally I lost that ability and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because I've always like focused on whatever project we're working on that I can't like my brain is so you can only focus on this right now <laughs> kind of thing I don't know I don't know but I just I used to be able to do that with music like I could tell you you know all the lyrics the names of the songs etc I can't even do that with Lycia like I can't I can't sit down and tell you the names of the songs on my albums, even. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't have that thing in my head that does that. And I'm jealous of people who do because I, I hate that I can't recall information. Like, it's like, it's like I can recall vibe and emotional attachment to things, but not the like technical aspects of it or oh, something. Sure. I don't Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> it makes me, it actually does. It makes me feel stupid because I'm like, it's like I don't know anything, but yet I do. It's, it's weird. I, I always like struggle with like, just like, yeah, like, like, you know, I will think that like, feel like just like stupid about shit. It's like, I know I'm not, but it's like, right. Just, like questioning your own, like, abilities sometimes you know even though like, yeah. the evidence to the you know the evidence is like one thing but like your head and your heart is a long distance you know right <laughs> i know and i and i always feel bad because it's not that i don't care like i do care 
So it's really aggravating to me that I can't recall information because I do care about it. It's not that I don't want to recall the information like, eh, who cares? I just physically can't recall the information. And it's such a weird thing. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's just my brain is like, you've got too much going on. So I'm not going to retain this right here that you don't really, I don't know what it is, but it's super aggravating and it's exceptionally weird because like I, I said earlier, I'm training people at work right now and I was scared to death about forgetting all their names. Thankfully, I have been able to remember all their names, but I'm training them information. And, you know, you know, when you um, like I've done my job for 14 years now and I know it so well that I don't think about it when I do it. It's like muscle memory. Yeah. So then stop and have to train it to somebody when I don't think about it anymore. It's really hard. Cause I'm like, oh, know. you know, it's like all these computer commands, like, okay, on this screen, F12 on this screen, shift F9, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And because it's just muscle memory for me, I don't think about it anymore, but now I'm having to train people on it. And I'm like, yeah, so thank God we have a very detailed manual because some of the stuff, like, I know how to do it, but I can't explain it to you how to do it. It's so weird. But um, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, that whole thing. I don't know. I, I get really aggravated with myself because I have so many, like, Mike is like an encyclopedia of information. He can tell you every song he's ever recorded, what date, what machine he used, you know, everything about it. And I'm like, I can't even, I couldn't. If somebody said, I will give you $10 million to do the track list on the last Lycia record, I'd be like, well, <laughs> fuck it. I don't get $10 million because I, I just, and it's, it makes me feel really bad because it makes it seem like I'm dismissive of it, but I'm not. I just, oh, no. I, like, from what like you're saying, it's just like you like understand things on like in a very intuitive level, but like, it's just like, yeah, when you like, have to like get to like the actual like break it down like technical stuff yeah it's hard yeah i hate it though like i want to be one of those people that can retain all that information mm -hmm. and the feel and vibe of it not just right. the feel and vibe of it but right we are what we are right right <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know our lives are strange Definitely, definitely. <laughs> this whole past like year has just been so. Uh, yeah, I know. It's been. I mean, really, the past four years have been very dark. I think, like, not to go political or anything like that, but just the overall vibe of this country and like how it's really put lines down the middle of this side and that side. And I've lost so many people that I genuinely love. Because at some point it becomes this moral thing, moral issue of like, if I'm friends with somebody or even family, and I know that they actively hate people that are like me, how are you not supposed to get wounded by that? Yeah. And then to see them, you know, 
like on Facebook, posting all this hateful stuff against people who are just like you. At some point, I'm like, I can't be with you anymore because it hurts me too much to know that you hate people like me. And then, I mean, it's happened even with my family, you know, and there's just all this illogical nonsense of everything's political and it doesn't need to be. And, you know, it's just such a weird thing. And then you throw in a pandemic on top of all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trapped in our houses even more so than normal. And there's so much negativity. And even that's become a political issue. Like, I don't understand why trying to stay healthy is a political thing. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And oh, I know, yeah. yeah. It's just all so weird. And then, you know, trying to, like, find your escapism through that, through art and whatever creative outlet, every, you know, everybody has on their own. It's just, it's been really hard, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, in, um, especially, like, um, well, I mean, like, for, like, you know, musician friends who like play out all the time. I mean, I, and I miss going to see shows, you know. It's yeah. And so, so weird. Like I, I, yeah, I was supposed to see Swans last, uh, last year. And, yeah. I, I just, um, I don't know. It's, um, it's just, I feel like we've been like collectively uprooted. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just been a strange thing. I mean, so many people have lost their, you know, livelihoods. You know, like you said, like all the bands that tour, like most most people have to tour in order to support their their music. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, people like that's why I, I respect like Soft Kill, the band Soft Kill, because mm-hmm. they've kept it going through like their merch and everything, and then they've opened a sh- like their own store mm-hmm. in Portland and everything. So like that's how they're keeping things going by just constantly releasing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because they used to tour nonstop. And so I, I can only imagine the panic for a lot of the bands that, I mean, because I know that's what the routine up for us were. We would record and then tour, 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 stop, record, tour, 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 stop, record. And so to not have that huge chunk of your income, that's, that's rough, you know. But, I, but in a lot of ways, I think things have evolved in a really cool way, too, because all of the online concerts and like stuff like this where people are kind of like this is how we hang out now mm-hmm. you know and i think it's i think with the bad has come a lot of really good stuff too so oh, oh totally yeah i mean like i think a lot of a lot of my friends have expressed that too it's like to me too it's like you know as crazy as this year has been i think it's kind of um like like certainly in my own experience it's kind of made me like reflect on a lot of my relationships a lot of my patterns yeah. relationships and um the hardest thing i think i had to learn this past year is that you know you can let someone go and sometimes the love doesn't go but you have to kind of like love certain people exactly. absolutely not good for your well-being or whatever reason you know, or, or you just move yep. on, but like, you know, like to mourn people that you know um, that you have to let go. Yeah. That process of, um, you know, still. 
you know, and there's been people that I've deleted off of Facebook, but I remain friends with them on Instagram. Okay, yeah. Because Facebook seems to be a lot more argumentative than oh. Instagram is. And so there's certain people that I don't want to know their politics. Yeah. But I like them as people. Like, I like that they, they're my friend and I love them and I enjoy knowing what's going on in their life and seeing their pictures and that side of them. But I don't want to know that other side because they don't, and they don't want to know that side of me either. You know, you know, it goes both ways. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, so I think that that's that's an interesting thing too because there are there's a few people that I deleted off of Facebook that I'm still friends with on Instagram because, yeah, hmm. it's just a different. It's I think Instagram is a, a different vibe than um, Facebook. Oh, definitely, and, and Facebook is just so like people just being super confrontational. I mean, more than usual about everything. Oh, about everything. Yeah. I can't even like, I've, I've toyed with the idea of like deactivating it, but then I get nervous. I'm like, what if I'm missing something? And you know, you're not probably missing anything. Like, it's super yeah. Simple, like, yeah. It's not like, it, it, like I, it's hard for me to remember a time when we weren't all so interconnected. Like, you know, I know. Well, and that's just it. Like, I feel, you know, because I do the same thing. Like, well, if I didn't have to have in, have Facebook for the band or whatever, I would just delete it. But then, yeah. so many relationships I know would be gone yeah. because I'm not I'm not going to just sit and email people all day long. It's just never going to happen. I don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. Nobody has time for that. So Facebook is kind of like a quick and easy way to just like see sort of what what's going on in everybody's lives, even if it's just to like a comment. It's yep. you know you're connected still, and so I would hate to like lose that with the people mm. that I actually like, which is a lot yeah. of people. I genuinely do like people, mm. but I get aggravated because people also are just so. I don't even know how to put it. You know, it's just contrary, I guess. Like, just contrary yeah. everything. I think a lot of people just like. I think they. It's the argument is is more than the point they're trying to make. It's just see, 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 just to argue. Yes, and I can't I stand they get that. Out of their system, but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand that, and yeah. just. Just okay, so I follow this local weatherman on Facebook, mm -hmm. and all he does is post memes. That's all he posts. Mm -hmm. And there for a while, like, no matter what meme he posted in the comment section, it was always it turned into a political thing. Yeah, it didn't matter what the meme was, it was always turned into this political thing. And I just was like, how can this guy stand this? Like, yeah. he's goofy meme about a squirrel and it's like somehow it becomes about trump i don't you know and i'm just like yeah. how did he stand this you know but it's so it's with everything like it, i mean I, I joke about this with my one friend all the time one day she posted something about like how she drank a diet coke and it tasted so good and like all the comments were like you know that's poison and blah 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 it's oh, like my, yeah. Just let her enjoy her diet coke. Like yeah, every drama. Or like people who like have to call you out on something that like if you enjoy it and they don't enjoy it, they have to fucking say so. It's like just right. like, like this thing, scroll by, dude. <laughs> you know? That's why like a lot of times like you'll see when I make posts about superhero stuff, because you know I'm a superhero nerd. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll post 
more like a thing. I'm not looking for opinions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying I like this. You don't have to tell me why it's dumb. I don't want to hear why you think it's dumb. I like it. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. but, but there's been so many times and I'm sure you do it. Everybody says they do this. Like sometimes I won't even post about stuff I like or an opinion on anything because it's just not worth right. having to like defend why you like that thing or why you don't like that thing and yeah. personally like you very rarely will ever see me post like stuff that i don't like because i'm like i don't like it when i see stuff like that about things i like so i don't want to make somebody else feel bad like that you know mm -hmm. so i try not to do it like every once in a while i'll say some smart ass thing but Generally, I try not to talk about stuff I don't like just because I, it's not my, if I don't like it, then why am I wasting my time even saying something about it? Right, yeah, giving it your energy, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of a different thing with like news headlines and stuff like that. Like I'll discuss things that I have a problem with there. But even that, I try not to do too much because it's irritating <laughs> anyway, but I don't know. I, I think it's... The internet has made people really awful, but also not awful in other ways. So there's good and bad, I guess, with everything, you know? Sure, yeah. People are a lot, like, tougher on the internet than they are in real life, though. Well, yeah, because they're not going to get punched on this side of the keyboard, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's always funny to me because I feel like I'm the same way on the Internet that I am in real life. Mm. I don't really change a whole lot. So I, I phony people irritate the crap out of me. Mm. Like, don't talk tough online and then you're, like, in your real life, you're probably this, like, weak person that has no power you know what i mean maybe that's how they get that feel powerful i don't know oh yeah like around the edges feel it from around the edges or something yeah mm -hmm. yeah like in your there like i picture some of these people in their real life just being these like meek mild frustrated people that have no control over their lives so that they go on the internet and like be mean to people that's their outlet or something right. It's so weird. Like some people have like very unique Facebook personalities. Yeah. You talk to them like they're, you know, like, or people, you know, personally, and you see like this one personality online and then they seem completely different. Personally or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think that's gross. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's also the people that everything's a pose. Like you'll never see a picture excuse me, you'll never see a picture of them where they're not like beautiful and cool mm. and like pose, like everything is like this facade and like, they're, and I can think of a couple girls specifically where I'm like, do they ever just wear a t-shirt and jeans? <laughs> Are they always dressed from head to toe 24-7? Do they ever just like, like I, that's so phony to me. You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like people should show who they are for real and not just like 1% of their personality. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. I'm literally the same person right now that oh, I am yeah. in my day life. There's no difference. Mm. Oh, no, you, you, you've always been kind of the real deal. I always thought you, you know, like, 
<laughs> oh no, I mean, but, you, but but like you don't take any shit either from people online. That's I got to get better at that. Like you, like if someone gives you shit, you you like don't take it. I like yeah. I, I've been I've gotten better with not, like not putting up with shit from people online. But yeah, yeah. No, I think that I. <sighs> I don't, but I also do because there's a lot of stuff that I've put up with that mm. I probably don't need to put up with. Mm. Um, but I think I've always just been an asshole enough to like have a line, mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain because in some some ways I I get walked on, and then. Other ways, I don't put up with it. So it's hard to, I think it's like, what I mean, and I don't know how much stock I really put into like astrology and stuff like that. Mm. But like you always say, like with Aries people, you know, they seem really angry and this and that and the other, but they're really a softy on the inside. Mm. So it, it's like, I, I get no joy out of telling somebody to go fuck themselves. Yeah, I don't. You feel really good inside as much as I have to do it sometimes. Like, mm. I don't have to, but you know what I mean. Oh, sometimes yeah. I have to cut people off, but mm. like, it doesn't make me feel good. And I still, on the inside, blame myself for it. I'm always, I always blame myself, like, I must have done something, or, you know, I shouldn't have said this, I shouldn't have done that, but whatever. Oh, no, I'm, I'm the same way. And I, I, you know, know people that like, you know, like tell people to fuck off. It's so liberating. And it's like, it feels so good. I never feel good. Never feels good to me. And then I always kind of question and go over things in my head and analyze and yeah. (laughs) And I will do that. I'll, I'll like write to like multiple people or whatever. And I'll say, am I being crazy here? Or like, am I overreacting? And everyone's always, no, this person's ridiculous. Like, you know, But I always am like, it has to be, like, I can't possibly be seeing this correctly. <laughs> you know, like it has to be, there has to be something I'm doing wrong to encourage this or something, but. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I understand that. And I, I feel like it's, I feel like I've weeded most of those kinds of people out at this point. Every once in a while, someone will surprise you that you thought was cool and just be like, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've pretty much weeded most people out at this point. Mm. All right. I don't know. It all, it all makes me sad regardless because I want to get along with everybody, you know. <laughs> I like everybody. And I, I, it's one of those things where I fully believe everybody should be who they are, even if I don't like who they are. Mm. But then you have to get to the point. Like I used to just allow those people to stay in my life. Even yeah. though recently were, you know, aggravating to me or whatever, but I finally have gotten better about saying we need to part ways, you know? Yeah. yeah. Life is short to be constantly aggravated by something. Oh yeah. I mean, this, pa- I mean, yeah, this, this past year I, I had to, um, I stopped talking to it like probably like four three or four people that were like in my regular kind of like circle yeah. you know um yeah no it's uh yeah sometimes you just and i don't think it's selfish i think it's just like you know looking out for your own standards. it's a self-preservation thing self-preservation yeah mm-hmm. for sure you know and like mike always uh tells me about this petty tyrant i think it's castaneda he wrote a book uh 
and they talk about petty tyrants and they're those people that are in your life that aggravate you all the time and how the way to get over them is to not let them aggravate you. But I'm always just like, the way I get over them is to cut them the fuck out of my life because yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like, how do you not let somebody bother you? Your feelings are going right. to happen, you know? Right. Well, it's kind of like, you know how, like, with an oyster or whatever, the sand irritates it. It's, and so it, it creates a pearl out of the irritation. Mm. I don't feel like there's any pearl that I can create out of being irritated all the time. Oh, no, it just, I, don't even, I don't think so either. Yeah, it just turns me into like an angry person, and I don't want to be an angry person. Oh no, it, it's just like it's just it's just a, a total energy suck, and it just takes away. Yeah, or, or or you know, you could be spending, I guess maybe that time on things you want to do or things that fulfill you. Or with people who are positive. What's that? Or with people who are positive. Yeah. 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 And it's not like I only want people who agree with everything I say. That's not even close to it. But there's this difference between how you express an opinion where we might not agree with each other, but we respect each other and we're just talking about our how, how we feel. And then the person that's antagonistic about it. Yes. Like, that's what I don't like. I have plenty of friends. I mean, Mike and I don't agree on everything. Like, you don't agree on everything all the time with people but their way of talking about it that's not insulting you know being disrespectful about it yeah and i feel like i don't get that like whole super thing Mm -hmm. you say that's not my thing that's not insulting what's insulting going well i think that's stupid and blah 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 that's insulting (laughs) you know you can thing good cool you know just like with music, like people will say, like, well, what kind of music do you like? And, you know, I don't even talk about that a whole lot because I don't even know how to explain right. what I like and I don't like. Yeah. But generally speaking, when someone tries to share music with me, mm. 98% of the time it's not something I'm into. Right. So it just it, 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 it puts me in a weird position of, like, I don't want to make this person feel bad because obviously they like that and they think I'm going to like it. Mm. It's such an awkward thing. So I just am like, oh, yeah, well, it's not my thing, but cool. I, you know, I see why you like it. It's just not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, I hear you. Like, and, and, um, yeah, and it's like, I mean, like, how would you even, like, yeah, I don't even know how to describe, like, people ask me what kind of music I like to listen to or, like, what no idea. Play. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I know. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, post-punk, but not all of it. Yeah. I like some goth music, but definitely not all of it. I like some metal music, but hardly any of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I just don't. It's you like, know? Like, I mean, like a band called like Swans, they're like their own entity. So, how would you describe, like, oh, well, what kind of music is, is like this band or that band? Like, um, you kind of just have to listen, <laughs> you know, right? The same thing always happened with Lycia. Like, we're not a goth band, but what are we? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just what it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's moody. That's what it is. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I don't know, man. People. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm having I, I'm I'm happy that we finally got to talk to each other. Oh, definitely. It's a happy accident that um, my other guest had to cancel because he's in Texas, and so his electricity has oh, been. Shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna like, reschedule him. Like weather. Yeah, and so he's like, "I'm so sorry. Can we reschedule?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." And then I had gotten your email, and I hadn't gotten around to scheduling you yet. So I was like, "Oh, that'll work. We'll just pop Jenna in there." <laughs> so that's cool and you want to know something funny hmm. I always picture you being in Canada oh really I if, for as far back as forever since I've known you I always think that you're in Canada oh. even though I know you're not but for whatever reason my brain associates you with Canada oh. and it's kind of like my friend Candy yeah uh, I always think she's in Portland, and she's clear over in the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just, I don't know what it is. I always think you're Canadian. Oh, that's, you know, I mean, I've, I, 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 you're close, kind of. What's that? You're close, kind of. Oh, what, my, oh, my, my clothes, is it? You're sort of close to Canada. Oh, close. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, and I mean, I've been to Canada. I mean. I, uh, one thing I, the, the only thing of like, uh, like New England accents, oh my God. So I kind of worked hard to kind of like lose the really strong Bostonian accent because I just don't like it. Um, so maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But, but, oh. Associated, oh, before you heard me talk. So yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know why, but I always just picture that you're Canadian. Isn't that weird? Maybe they, do you have Canadian friends? Maybe that we have mutual Canadian friends, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I, I have a good friend who lives in, um, who lives in Canada, but I don't think she's your mutual friend. I don't think we have a mutual weird. friend. Weird. That's, That's weird. Strange. That's funny. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe you're supposed to be in Canada. <laughs> I think maybe I'm supposed to be in Canada too. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I I don't know if you watch that show. I guarantee you don't watch that show, The Good But um, I'm obsessed with this show called The Good Witch. And it's Good Witch? Okay. Good Witch. It's a Hallmark show. Oh, I have seen that actor who was in Train Spotting, right? The um the the Scottish actor, is that that? show he's kind of like a no oh, okay i'm thinking something else and okay then I it's a girl, uh it it's the girl that was in i think she was in ncis or something i don't know, I don't know. she was in something but um she's a scientologist I'm, not that that has anything to do with anything but no i been watching this show years ago on netflix so me and Dirk used to just pick shows to watch and like, oh, it's called The Good Witch. It's probably a little spooky, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not spooky in any way, shape, or form. But I, and it's so corny, but for whatever reason, I just can't stop the show. It's like my weird escapist thing. And I think because it's so wholesome, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's like I can watch it and just like feel good. You know, like there's yeah. nothing creepy about it. There's nothing. What I have no idea why I'm bringing. Oh, Canada. So the town that I live in is Middleton, and it's like this perfect town. There's no problems. Like happens is like a snowstorm comes through town. You know what I mean? Like I it's know. so. And I'm always like, oh, I want to live, film it in Hamilton, Ontario. So I'm always like, oh, I want to live there so bad. So, yeah, I think I should be in Canada. Even though I'm sure Hamilton is nothing like the Hamilton on the show, but whatever. It's my dream. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I wanted to... Uh... I've never, I don't think I've ever been out of the Eastern time zone, to be honest with you. I haven't traveled much. I know. But um, I, like, always wanted to go out and, uh, if you hadn't noticed, I'm a little obsessed with Twin Peaks. So I'm like, it's like my favorite. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted to just, like, go out to, like, where it was filmed, like, out in Washington and kind of, like, yeah. 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 I want to get up there, too. We never, that's the one part of the country that we never made it to on tour was the, the Pacific Northwest. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's the place I probably belong. Yeah, like, I, very, um, I, well, my, my, uh, my, I have a friend who's been there and yeah, Portland is like art, like artist city. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's really nice and green. It, you know, I just feel like that's probably where we should live, but we don't live there, so it is what it is, right? But yeah, we have so many friends up there. Like, I feel like it would be a great place to be, hmm. but we're in the desert. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and I'm we 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 had a snowstorm here today. Yeah, I'm so jealous, kind of like. And I know people always want what they don't have. So some people are like, you know, it's 75 degrees here and everybody's like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, but in a couple months, it's going to be over 100 degrees here and it'll be over 100 degrees until December, oh, you know, and like how you guys are with the cold where it just yeah. drags on and on and on and on. Like I need a happy medium, you know, mm. but... Like I should move to Scotland, maybe I don't know, England, someplace. I I always thought like I I love like Irish music is like a I I have a whole repertoire of these traditional Irish songs that I've learned. Yeah, I love to like at least visit like Ireland, England, Scotland, like that whole style. I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would. Uh, at least in, uh, uh, the way the climate and stuff is would be perfect because it's never too hot and it's never too cold, you know? I think it would be perfect. But I'm jealous of all you guys getting snow because we don't get any weather here. It's like last summer we didn't even get like a monsoon, so we had like no rain, never any clouds in the sky. It's just hot, hot, hot and sunny, hot and sunny, hot and sunny. And even now it's, it's colder, but it's still no clouds in the sky so like the other day i posted pictures of clouds i'm like oh my god there's clouds outside <laughs> get them it's just nothing but a pale blue sky all the time which yeah. too long, but it gets old you know oh yeah i would imagine yeah just, yeah 
homogenous kind of like weather. yeah every single day it's funny <laughs> never any change like when we do get any cut or anything people don't do with themselves you know like oh my god it's raining outside how do i drive it's crazy <laughs> it's true all right well jenna my love this oh, has been now with you what's that i'm sorry this, oh, it oh, has oh yeah no thank you for speaking yeah. with me and yeah it's been talking to you. I know. It's nice. I'm glad we got our technical um, thing figured out. Absolutely. Because uh, no. I know. Because the first one, we talked about a lot of cool stuff, but I don't think anybody would have been able to har hardly follow it. It was very um, garbled with yeah. the system. So this is much better. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. I'm going to stop recording, but you don't have to hang up right just yet because I want to see more stuff. So I will talk to you again soon, but don't hang up yet. Okay. Okay. All right.